1: hello everybody and welcome to for the love of Pomegranate" podcast i'm getting a good laugh off the photo of emmy of emmy buendia that i picked uh for the for the thumbnail he just is a hilarious looking face and him uh the way he's looking back towards the two crests but anyway that's just my childish nature breaking out here just as the podcast begins to start um yeah and today is going to be uh, a preview show um and earlier than normal we don't normally do them this early i think we've. We did last season and, and then we kind of decided that Thursdays were a better day to do uh to do the previews. But uh we're gonna do it on a Wednesday. And uh yeah, we're back again for second day in a row. And I know the Liverpool game hasn't finished. Well, it hasn't finished time wise, but I think the tie is over at this stage because Liverpool were just ripping Villarreal apart and uh, we don't have the excitement like we did. In the in the game last night, so we said we'd jump on a small bit earlier. Uh, how are you doing today, Paddy? Did you soak up a bit of that sun that we had here in Ireland?
0: Uh, I didn't, I was stuck stuck here in my office all day, and then uh, I went out to play indoor football, so uh, no enjoyment and, and, and fresh air at all today, but uh, I'll make up for it tomorrow.
1: Yeah, flaking day here, absolutely brilliant day. It's great drying out there. I got two loads of washing dried and everything, but. That's, uh, that's that's kind of an in-joke. That's an Irish in-joke. Such an
0: Irish
1: thing to say. Yeah, great drawing out there. That's all we're interested in is drying clothes <laughs> this weather. Um, but we're also interested in Aston Villa Football Club and Aston Villa are playing against Norwich. Um, and uh, yeah, it's come up this weekend. Norwich obviously with nothing to play for. Um, relegated as such. But uh, pride, I suppose, really is what they have to play for. And Aston Villa, I think, to a greater de- uh, to a similar degree, have pride to play for too. Because um, as we as we alluded to last night in the podcast, we did. You know, there's beginning to be a bit of talk about are they going to get relegated? There's a lot of talk. Like Simon Jordan and Trevor Sinclair had a back and forth on sport today about Stephen Jarrett. Trevor Sinclair was basically said, "No, Jarrett's useless. And he needs to go." Not paraphrasing, I'm paraphrasing what he said. He said he's been absolutely useless over the last five months. I think that's hyperbolic, um, you know, to say that. And Simon Jordan kind of put him in his place as well. Sometimes he gets it right, Simon Jordan, um, and on talk sport, but uh, I think for the club itself and for the team and for where we want to, I suppose, the the kind of the the messaging we're going to need to put out during the during the off season. Specifically towards people who are coming into the club, I think the next few games are as important as as any games that we have played this season, Paddy.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think it's uh, I think it's time for a few people to to step up and, and and earn the short and 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 earn them earn themselves the right to be there next season and part of of, of what Stephen Jarrod wants to do. So we've we've an interesting few games ahead, un- unlike Norwich, who could and probably should be relegated. Come. Quarter to five on, on Friday, on Saturday evening. So uh, with the run of games they have, it's highly unlikely they're going to get out of it. But yes, uh, the most important thing for us now is to do a number on Norwich, to put in some good performances between now and the end of the season and some of those players stand up and be counted.
1: Yeah, um, I can't see us losing this game. There's people like, like there's There's genuinely people with a straight face talking about... Oh, Aston Villa have no right to go in to win this game at the weekend. We've every right to go in and win this game at the weekend. Absolutely every right to win this game. And uh, you know, I just, I, 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 you, you can turn the dial one way or you can turn the dial the other way. And, and to be honest with you, you know, if you turn it too far to the or oh, Villa, Villa, who got to Norwich and get beat two 0 I saw, I was talking, I was looking into on Twitter today, and they were saying, oh, Norwich, Norwich should feel like they can come to Villa and and win by you know more than one goal. And I'm going. I, I, in, in, in what rational universe should a team that are at the bottom of the league... Yeah, albeit playing a lot better. And I'm not being cocky here. But what I'm trying to say is that... Yeah, we're bad, but we're like... we're It's not like we're barrel playing against uh, Premier League opposition here. There's a couple of people... I, I think it's gone too far the other way, myself, to be really honest with you. About people saying that we really are just like sitting ducks and completely and utterly useless. And for me, that's fine. If you if you want to say it, I personally don't don't agree with you. I think it's a small bit silly to be honest. Um, sometimes when I when I hear pundits talking like that, it's like you clearly aren't watching, you clearly aren't you, you clearly are, are only reacting, I suppose, to, to, to what, what's going on at the moment. And you know, if you're if that's your taking it, that Norwich are going to be two or three goals better than Aston Villa at the weekend. You know, it's the it's, it's 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 a bit mad. It's a bit mad that somebody could say that and, and try and try and back it up with conviction.
0: Yeah, it's it. I must say, Neil, you're you're uh, you're breaking up a little bit on me. I don't know whether you're breaking up for everybody else. Perhaps they will let us know in the comments. Um, but like, it it is mad. Like, let's be honest. If we defend like we did last week, we'll just pick off goals left, right, and centre against Norwich, because it's up it's up to them to come at us. Um, I can't see anything but a clean sheet and and a clear two goal win. I just can't see anything but. I will be bitterly disappointed if it's anything but two clear goal win and a clean sheet this weekend. And I mean that, I absolutely mean that I would be disappointed if it's anything less.
1: Yeah. And, and my, my rant there is, is more so on the, I suppose it's, it's more reflection on the discourse around football around bloody everything at the moment. Like you have to like, like there's no way you can come into it and just middle it road it or, or even, do you know what? It's it's come to the situation where you can't even come in and tell the truth. Um, you know that's that's kind of the way it is at the moment. You can't even come in and tell the truth about a situation. You have to be hyperbolic to the left or to the right. And what I mean by that is the middle would be Aston Villa are better team than Norwich and should go out and beat Norwich. But there are people out there that are saying that Norwich could come and do a number on Villa and beat them two or three nil. That's madness. Just like it's madness to say that that, that we, like the Villa should go out and you know put eight or nine goals on Norwich. It's exactly the, like for me, I I just. I'm just, and look, I, I listen to talks. but This is probably me having a rant because I listened to TalkSport sport for a good portion of the day today for whatever reason, whatever took my mind, and <laughs> I just kind of pissed off after listening to it, I suppose, because you know it's just so salacious and and and, and to me, ninety percent of the stuff just made no sense based on based on reality, I suppose. But look, hey, that's just me. That's me getting that off my chest. Um, yeah. So I think Jason sums it up. Neil, clickbait. Yeah, oh, it is clickbait, <laughs> but. Still, yeah. people listen to it and it's still it's bullshit, like if you want to be honest. Yeah,
0: and and people look, I'll, I'll be honest to uh, like, I work in Northern Ireland from time to time, and the only radio station I can actually fathom when I'm up there is, is Talk Sport. So, uh, it's always good to listen to someone talking shine about football. So, we just get on with it. But, uh, yeah, I, th- I think when they start talking about Villa, I generally turn it off because. It's just, it's it's set out to infuriate the, the fans, so yeah. they always get yeah. what they're uh, setting out to do. Well, somebody does, and then somebody counter argues, but there's always one pantomime villain.
1: They, they got me today, anyway, for the first time in about five years, because usually I listen to it and have a good laugh at it, but uh, today it just got my gut up for whatever. And they and they weren't saying a whole lot about it. It was just that, that interaction between Simon Jordan and Trevor Sinclair was just weird. It was just weird. That's the way I was like, people don't really go on about stuff like that. And there's no way Trevor Sinclair could have that, that strong a conviction about Aston Villa and about Stephen Gerrard. So it's just fake pantomime stuff. And, and to be honest with you, I'm kind of, kind of shit sick of it, to be honest. But anyway, on to more pressing matters. Norwich the weekend. Um, uh, I saw Ronan, Ronan was talking about our shit haircuts. Um, I, <laughs> There is go. I was in full floor <laughs> I did see the comment I was in full floor though. I, was... <laughs> so I wasn't being I was unflappable at that stage um but it's uh it, it's, it, it's a game, as I said, you know, we've already talk, talked talked talk about it. it's a game. We won't be expecting to win. It's a game that we need to win. It's a game that look, we will ask questions if we don't win it, but, uh, you know, the, the, some people are very defeatist or some, some pundits are very defeatist about this game for Aston Villa. And I just don't see where based on all available evidence, where probably some pundits could be like that, but look like everything else, the game is played for the reason, the reasons that we all know about, and they could turn us over. Um, uh at, at at the weekend but my expectation like you Paddy, is that we will go there we will put on a show in villa park um this weekend because like they know we're coming they know me and yourself are coming so like you know it'd be rude if they didn't to be honest with you but uh in all seriousness i think that the, the, the team know they need to i think the club know they need to and look as i said the next seven games are going to be re or the next um like five games six games are going to be really really important for to finish this season because uh there's going to be money pumped in and uh you know we want we want to be pumping that money on on a higher caliber of player than uh, maybe going back to trying to fill the ranks with uh with with, with players that could go either way within the premier league Having a clue what you just said there. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's on your side. Everyone in the comments is saying it's it, it, it's okay. Um, but when you when you when you
0: stay in the middle, I can hear you properly. But when you move from side to side, I can't hear you. Whatever whatever's going on.
1: It's okay. I keep. I'll stay. I'll stay stable as I can. So, um, Paddy, talking about I suppose the the, the lineup, but uh, and and I know we'll probably do this dance again, like we have probably for the last three games that we've played. Center half partnership. Are you keeping it stum considering that we went out and had a nil all draw with Leicester? Or are you going to make a change in the centre half partnership? No.
0: Back back four will stay exactly as it was. Um, probably probably not as in as defensive uh, set up as as we were. I'd say we'll play a much higher line and and hope to go and score a few goals. That's what I would expect given the 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 caliber of the opposition. But uh, yeah, for me, I think the back four stays the same.
1: Do you think there will be any changes in the team?
0: I think there will. Uh, I, I envisage. I envisage seeing Marvelous Nakamba or Tim Iragunum in uh, central midfield. I, t- I think he's. I think he's bold enough to to, to throw Tim in there now. Um, but other than that, it, the, the only real changes I see are, are up top. Whether whether he goes with two tens or or goes with two nines. But uh, that, that's the big talking point for me because you I I would hope they would go with two nines given the, the, the opposition. And I keep going on about the opposition because I fully expect us to go and win this handy.
1: So we're setting out the team as Paddy Kelly is mentioning it in the in the dressing room. So uh, we're going with the same back four. Young, cash. Uh Mings, we haven't done this in a while. That's why I wanted to bring it out to be honest with you. Mings Kanza. <laughs> uh you talking, are you saying that we're gonna go with so name your name your three midfield? So McGinn starts. Um,
0: who, who's that you pulled out? McGinn. McGinn, yeah. McGinn starts, Ramsey starts. And I think he'll start Nakamba.
1: Where's my camera gone to? Am I blind? <laughs> He's not in your list, is he? He's not in my list. No uh, really? That's because it probably the time I made. It...
0: Throw Bertie in there because he, at least we'll just
1: pretend it's marvelous because nobody else is going to be. We'll always chuck him in for the moment. Yeah, okay. Um, and I, I get it. You talk away. You fill there, Paddy. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: So the the next right. is the big argument. Do do we go two up top or do we play with two tens? If he plays with two tens. He has to play Emi Buendia. That has to be the first first name on the team sheet this weekend. So for me, he will probably, because he won't drop uh, Coutinho, I think he will go with two tens. And that will be Buendia, Coutinho behind Ali Watkins.
1: So you're going to go with Buendia and Coutinho behind Ali Watkins. That's the way Paddy Kelly sets up, albeit that you know, whatever way they want to set up our midfield. Um they don't, they don't go into positions that they're told to go to anyway, from what I can see. <laughs> um so you can set them up whatever way you want. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I like it. I can't I can't really disagree with a lot of that, with a lot of it. Um personally I would probably make a change, a quick change to the formation uh from the, that we have here. Um I would probably play two three in behind Watkins and go with two deeper and I'm dropping again. Um so my team that I would play would be drop again, play Louise alongside Nakamba. Uh might be controversial. Some people may not may not like that. I'd play Emmy maybe a small bit more withdrawn. Um or I'd play Emmy actually out on the right and I'd bring uh bring play something like this. We know Emmy Bundia likes to play from the right hand side. Um, and Coutinho likes to play from the left hand side and Jacob Ramsey uh, a small bit more further forward uh, in this position the reason I want to play him a bit further forward here is I want to define my roles in midfield Okay, I want to define the roles that we have in midfield and I think the last six games can allow us to do that so you bring in a John McGinn you put him in that 10 position instead of, instead of Ramsey and you're not losing that much because we see how he plays there for Scotland if you really want young Tim to come of age and to start playing to, to his potential in a defensive midfielder position, you bring him in beside Nakamba or beside Luis as a deep layer, yeah. and let it and, and let him learn back there instead of being exposed and being the only deep player himself. Mm. I, I've and no I, doubt I would, that Jack uh, Ramsey can cover can cover the room there. I've no doubt that McGinn can cover the room that they, they needs to cover there. Mm. Brundia is a workhorse. Brundia puts in some shift running around the field, always. Coutinho doesn't so I, I think that this works kind of well because Gutinho can can uh, can run a, he can find pockets of space and if needed watkins can even come out onto the left hand side you know because yeah. watkins is really a channel runner at this stage that's all he's done this season he hasn't held the ball up that well um and he's he's drawn runners so for me mm-hmm. i would place i know it's not going we're not going to play this but for me i think it's probably the best thing the best way we could play because it gives us it allows us to keep our structure while making substitutions based on the people that we have on the bench. And
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: the the only argument I would have to, to that lineup is
0: Ashley Young might be quite exposed with Coutinho in front of him. So, um, uh, I think this. Well, that's where these two hopefully. Go. Or, and 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 look, the, the point I wanted to make about about team Irbunham uh, Saturday is the game to start him. Uh, you don't want to, you don't want to throw me in there against Burnley twice who are fighting for their lives. You don't want to put him in there against Liverpool and Man City, so it's either Saturday or Crystal Palace, who are already on the beach like ourselves. So, for me, I'd love to see him get a run. I'd love to see him get a start. So, uh, I'm I'm still uh, banging the drum for. So, especially if you're going to play two two deep sixes or two deep eights, whatever way you want to call it, young Tim comes in there for for uh, Douglas Dewey's.
1: Yeah, and and like I suppose. Really, and the even
0: substitutions... if that, that's a bit harsh, because we said
1: last night Douglas Ruiz had a good game at the weekend. Yeah, and, and, and like if you want, to, if you are making your three substitutions, and, and and granted that Jared more often than not does make three substitutions, Tim can come in, he can just fit in here. You could even have, I'd be much more comfortable with Leon Bailey coming on uh, in this type of formation than I would him playing a bit more tucked in. So let's just say Leon <laughs> Bailey comes on here. And then maybe yeah. you bring on you're winning. You bring on a Kearney. Carney can come into this position in the ten he if you can. completely yeah. want to give. Uh, and, and I think
0: the key, the key thing what you're saying here is that this formation opens us up to better substitutions. If if we stick with the two, if we stick with the two tens, where does Buendia fit in? Even Bertie if he's fit, it's hard to fit him into that position. Um, so I I would rather see that space out wide and. Be, and if we're in trouble, be able to spring a Bailey from the bench on, on the wing. Just to do that, something a little bit different. But uh, I, I don't think that's in the makeup of what Gerard wants to do. And I really feel that we're going to see the end of Leon Bailey in the summer.
1: I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. And uh once again, we spoke about this, we would see the end of him without knowing what he's actually even about, and then asked him for the yeah. short, and that's happened to us too many times you know uh i don't I don't blame the club for buying him. I don't consider him a waste uh, injuries happen. I just think that you know I suppose realistically what happened is you know I, I and that's why I actually don't think they're gonna get rid of him in the summer. you know, I disagree with you on that one. I think he gets next year because I think that that's really. Really quick handed to 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 flag him off in the summer when he's been injured most well, of the season, and we've had. I, I, think
0: it, I think if somebody saw an opportunity to come and get Bailey at, at a little bit of a reduced price, I, I think we'd probably take their hand off for it. That that's just my opinion. Uh, given the given the fact that we need to free up funds, we need to free up bad places within stuff. the squad.
1: It's really. really oh, it bad bad business.
0: It? It's absolutely it's bad. bad business. But. If, we, if we're going to persist with that system, where where do we fit him into it? Do we play him up top? I, I've honestly no idea how he fits into the system.
1: Well, for then, me, that system that I've shown you there, he fits in an awful lot. Of he sure. does. Well, I, it, as I said, we're, we, we're liable not yeah. to play that, that system.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's, that's not what, what Gerard seems to be to have, his, have his heart set on. And he's supposed to be uh, building for the future. So I, I just can't see how Bailey fits into a system. I I would hate to see him go without seeing what he can do. We've had this conversation about so many players, so many times. So you know, put him in there. Let let's see, let's see what he can do. But put him in a, in a a formation that suits him.
1: Like based on all the players that you can see there on the right hand side, Martinez, Cash, Dina, uh, Mings, Chambers, so on, so on, so on. Mm. Like we don't have a massive squad, which we don't have a massive no. squad. Yeah, I know. We've got Robin Olsen. We've got. There's a couple of players missing from this, like Tommy O'Reilly, all those. Completely understand that. I'd hold on to Bailey and th- this is where this is what I'm saying. I'd hold on to Bailey because I think there's a player there and I know people will disagree with me. And I'd let go of Sans I'd prefer to sell Sanson and Bertie and hold on to Bailey than sell Bailey and keep Sanson and Bertie. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um and, and the the reason I'd like to do that is uh because I just I, I don't think Sanson's gonna co- going he's not he, Sanson won't be here. Like whether we want him to be or not, he's not gonna be here. Yeah. And if we could get ten million for him, that'd be brilliant. And I think the same with Bertie. I just think that I think if Bertie's race is run, considering he's only played hundred and seventy one minutes or something like that. I read a statistic today that he's only played that this season. and um, doesn't look like he's gonna be back for the weekend either. So you know, that he's 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 two years down the line after having a great season last season, um, or a relatively good season last season, and and you know, I think that I think that Leon Bailey could have the flip side of that. I think next season he could be a good player because he wasn't a bad player when he came to Aston Villa. He's just been really injured. It's been the complete inverse of Bertie. But mm. you know, uh, if you are looking to sell and recoup funds, I think the two of those players will get you funds just as easily as Bailey will. I just wouldn't like to take it uh, eight to ten million hit on Bailey. I really wouldn't, um, because that would gall me. I just think it's bad business and um, because there's definitely a player in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, but it's, it's
0: interesting. Yeah. times ahead that that's that's the point I'm making. It same could be said mm-hmm. for Sanson. Um, there's definitely a player in there who just has had a course run of look. He, he hasn't been fit all season. He hasn't had a run in the team. So, and 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 the system doesn't shoot, suit Bailey. So it's, it's between, and, and it's and the system would struggle to fit in Bertrand Traore as well, who who I actually enjoy watching and I like him. So, um. <laughs> he has a lot of hard decisions to make in the summer if he can uh, if he if he can fit everybody in there. Um he's only got really space to sign two or three more players to fill up the twenty-five plus the, the homegrown player. So it'll be tough. Plus we need as we as we know we're going to the five subs, so we'll need backup. Yeah. Now, um here here's one that Ad has just brought up. And I have I have a theory that Sanson will go back as a part exchange for Boubacar Camara.
1: Just have a little thought in my head. No. The club can't affect Boubacar Camara's transfer in the slightest because he's out of contract. I thought that initially first. But it makes no sense. Yeah, I forgot about that. Other (laughs) than if maybe they had the same agent or something along those lines. I don't know, but um, but the club can't affect. So I I would have agreed if uh, yeah, because that's the first thing that came to my mind. But he's out of contract, and um, yeah. I just
0: I just thought it w- I just thought we looked heavy-handed going over there to to watch Marseille with with our three big hitters sitting in the stand. Yeah. It's unusual. You might you might see Johan Lang or you might see Porzlo on his own, but to see to see the two of them with with Gerard was was a strange one for me. But uh they obviously know what they're there for and I'm sure it's already sorted out.
1: Um I'm just trying to see here who his agent is. Just in case he, there could be some massive conspiracy theory here that we could be able we could have just <laughs> embarked upon. Um so he's he does have a big stable like he's he's with a big agent. Um Bubukari Samares, Mamadou Sako, Yam Via um Quite a lot of French footballers there, but no Sanson. No Sanson. No Sanson. Okay. There, but uh, quite, quite this this guy knows how to get get deals for uh, center halves and defensive midfielders. Yann was it was was a client of this guy, and sure he got massive moves all around all around the globe, and um, trying to trying to to make him money. So um, this guy ain't going to. Give uh give us uh Bubakar Kamara for half nothing specifically if it is a uh, free transfer um yeah interesting interesting interesting, interesting, uh, Mac- interesting. Macadamia academia
0: has another theory there Samsung for Coletta Car
1: <laughs> yeah yeah I just uh, yeah um I don't really uh, yeah I I'm in a minority with this one Coletta Car <laughs> I'm not 100 percent sure he's a massive 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 upgrade could does does completely different things. Um, but it would be an interesting one for us. Um, there's another guy as well at Marseille. And we're going completely off topic now. And uh, I'm wrecked, tired. So it's, it's completely, he's completely escaping me at the moment. But there's another, another um, is it Papa Guay? I think his name is another, another central midfielder with, uh, with Marseille. He's only a young guy. Um, I'm, li- I'm literally Googling him now because uh, my mind isn't working. So I'm just gonna to look to see. Yeah, yeah, Papa Grey. Yeah, he's only 23 years of age, defensive midfielder. Um, and he's playing with he's got five caps for Senegal. Could be someone like him as well. He's six foot two, um, pretty decent player. He played at Watford. You guys might remember him actually. Um he played at Watford and then he um he actually I think he got banned for a while because uh he signed a contract with uh with Watford. And um, it was like for 45, he, he signed a contract for 45 grand a month. And then he realized, oh, crap, I meant to sign I want I thought it was 45 grand a week and he ripped up the contract. And then he then Marseille signed him um, for <laughs> about three or four million, I think it was. And uh, he, yeah, so I think he got, I think he might have got banned for a while or he might have got fined by FIFA or something like that. But um, yeah, anyway, long story mm. short, he's he's been in England before, um, not for a very, very long period of time with Watford. Uh, actually only a few days really it was 24 hours after he signed the contract that he he ripped it up Um, yeah. but he's now with Marseille and he's he's played pretty decently with Marseille as well uh, complete um, point in the sky stuff there
0: let, let's let not forget that there were those two teams on the pitch and we were also linked to one of the non players as well so that that could have been possibly what they were at but, but
1: we'll find yeah. out in due course we'll get back to talking about Norwich <laughs> Yeah, just on this one as well. Scott says rumor this evening, Kamara looks like he's after Atletico Madrid. Yeah, Fabrizio Romano mentioned that as well. Um, uh, my mate. My, my my good old mucker Fabrizio, you know him. Me and Fab go back a long way. Um, not like be name dropping near. <laughs> he's the only <laughs> name I have to drop, for God's sake. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he mentioned it was Atletico Madrid. But he did. He said that they would probably be in poor position. But then you'd expect that they would be considering, um, you know, their their stature. But they're not exactly like they're they're a club that aren't exactly on the up at the moment. Simeone's going to stay on, but they're not playing great football. So you know, I suppose. it and and look, it's been well-touted for the last 18 months to two years that Bubakar Camaro wasn't going to sign a new contract to Marseille. He was going to run it down and go on free transfer. And it was all going to be about the Benjamins, really, for Bubakar Camaro. So um, that's a, that could be a red flag in itself, you know, if he's just mm-hmm. going to go for the biggest amount of cash. But then again, <laughs> uh, you know, players are worth what they think they're worth and players are worth what people are going to pay them regardless. So um, if he's a good player, we can afford it. You know, um, it's not Literally. my money. <laughs> Not my money. Um so uh going back to the game as well with regards to with regards to Norwich. There are we, we didn't even talk about Norwich. This like the only thing I said about Norwich was that I was sick of people saying that we were going to lose by more than one goal. Um and it was just complete another hyper hyperbole that was uh designed to piss me off um by uh by national radio stations. So uh Norwich are going to be missing a couple of people. Obviously, our own Adam Eda is going to be missing. And uh, Obama Daly is going to be um, is going to be missing as well. Two real promising Irish talents. But they're also going to be missing those in Cabac, centre half, which probably is a plus for them. And it looks like Josh Sargent as well, somebody who's been really industrious for them, specifically since Dean Smith came in, is going to be missing. He looks like he's doubtful anyway at the moment. He's someone who's got around the field. He's got maybe one or two goals. But when you look down through their team, Patty. They've got a good goalkeeper in Tim Krul. They've got uh, how I would describe maybe a robust centre half partnership in uh, Grant Hanley and Ben Gibson with Max Aaron, somebody who's been linked with Bayern Munich uh, in a right back pos- position, who's not had a very very good year, uh, making out the rest of their um, their uh, their back line. Um, two midfielders. They've got Chris- is it Christian Norman um, in midfield. I think that's him. Matthias, sorry, Matthias Norman. I was getting mixed up with Christian Norgaard. And uh, and McLean are in there, and then they've got Rashidia, who we all know we were linked with ad nauseum over the last two years. Uh, they've got Lise Malou, um, obviously he's come through there with uh with, with Norwich, a uh, French player. Uh, he's only tw- he's only oh, he's twenty eight. I thought he was a lot younger than twenty eight, but uh, he's kind of came came of age this year, um, with Nant or with um Norwich. Should I say Nant Norwich? Same colors. And then they've got uh, Kieran Dole, who's a nice player. Who is getting on age now? Twenty four years of age, um, mm-hmm. in there, uh, who's going to be our number ten ball playing beside behind Timo Pukki? So like there ain't an awful lot of names there that you know that's going to get the going to get the the tills ringing on a Saturday for player for people when they're ringing up for tickets, um, to see who is going to put bums in seats in that team. Paddy. sure there isn't. I, I you struggled to hear everything you said there neil so <laughs>
0: forgive me for uh, for for not answering your question so <laughs> i have no idea what you asked me
1: uh no, I was just saying that their that their team is like you would have to say that of the eleven like the eleven players that they would put out in the field will be in the bottom two sets of eleven players and that's exactly why they are where they are uh, in the league based on the talent that they have on show. Yeah,
0: well, I'm trying. I'm trying to lip read, you know, as well. So, <laughs> the, so you're basically what you're saying is the the eleven players that is, is a sign of, of, of showing you that that's that's where they are. They're, they're, they're bottom of the league for a reason. That the team isn't good enough. Is that what you're saying?
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> no, I agree with you. Um, and 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 let's uh, let's spare a thought for Miro Rashika who who didn't join Villa because he didn't want the relegation fight. So that that has to go mentioned when it comes to it. Look. I... You know they're a poor side and that's that's why I said from the outlet that we we have to go and win this by two clear goals or I'll be disappointed um I hope we give a good uh, a good welcome to Dean Smith I don't see any reason why anybody wouldn't um obviously things didn't end well haven't gone on that run of, f- of five games it's a pity but uh he will always hold a great place in my heart for sure after getting us back to the promised land. There's a new banner going on to the North Stand to to thank him, which is great. And uh, I look forward to giving him a good welcome back and uh, maybe a little bit of slagging from Milo Mishika.
1: Let's finish up here. It's been a a pretty disjointed podcast. I I do apologize to everybody, but let's just finish up with some some facts. I suppose in statistics uh, on this game, and I know I saw AVFC stato inside there in the in in the in the chat. Uh, welcome aboard, and if you have any nuggets, pop them in there into the chat. i would be delighted to uh, to share them with everybody. Um, but Norwich have failed to win 26 of their last 28 away matches in the Premier League. Norwich have been losing at both half time and full time in six of their last eight matches. Norwich have conceded at least two goals. In eight of their last ten matches, Villa have won five of their last six home matches against Norwich in all competitions, but Villa have failed to win their last five matches in the Premier League. There's always a but with Aston Villa. When things are looking great, there's always a but. You know, oh, that's what,
0: that's, what, they, you that's know. what they do to you. But look, Norwich have won one game in the last 11 and, and and one draw. They've been poor. The, the the last the last eleven games have been pretty pretty poor. They were awful when we played them. Uh, Jacob Ramsey scored that worldly at uh, at uh, Carrow Road, and I I anticipate that we will we'll go and do the same thing again, and we will well, beat them well.
1: Looks we like we've made porn. it, Neil. We've made it. We have a porn bot in the chat. Brilliant. <laughs> we've made it. We've made it. Absolutely made it. Now it's time to get rid of those. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and he's back
0: <laughs> oh Jesus
1: foreign <laughs> bots are in yeah there we go uh, Grant. should be going there um, yeah so Paddy I suppose we're going to get down to the brass tacks here you you were very strong at the very start you said you were looking for like a 3-0 win Yep. is that what you're going with your prediction would be 3-0 is it
0: Oh well, you know me. I like to, like to predict after seeing the 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 uh, the team that we put out, but I just don't see any other reason why we don't win by at least two clear goals here on, on Saturday, and I'm not accepting anything more or anything less. But uh, I, I know there could be mitigating factors. We could have injuries, players could get sent off, anything like that. But all things being equal, there's no reason why we shouldn't win by two clear goals.
1: Yeah, and and I, I'm going to go with two nil. I'm going to go. With... With 2-0, I'm gonna go with lots of uh chances created. Um, I think we like we're a team that needs to create a ton of chances. You take them, you take the Southampton game out of this season. We need to create a ball of chances for us to put the ball the ball in the back of the net because you know, if Watkins is gonna play up there, he's still learning how to be a striker, he's not a natural striker. You know, I've come to that conclusion. Um, and he might go in and score a hat-trick at the weekend, and I'll be I would be absolutely delighted for him. But we have we do have to create a lot of chances for us to score. Um, you know, two, three, four goals. Um, but I think we will do that. I think we'll be aggressive in the way that we go out and play this uh, play um, at the weekend. And uh, I think that, that every player and every one of the coaching staff should really have this game and at least one of the Burnley games circled in the calendar as, all right, got to prove it games here. What disrespect <laughs> did you give to Dino? You didn't give any disrespect to Dino. I think I yeah, think he's, talk he's talking about,
0: about the fact that I, I said we should go and beat Norwich uh, by by oh, two clear yeah, Because
1: Norwich's squad Norwich is it's, it's in great.
0: It's absolutely no disrespect to Dino. It's it's a hundred percent on the the team that's out on the pitch. Um, yeah, yeah. You I know, have nothing but respect for Dino, but the team that he has is not good enough, and that's not his doing. He's been brought in there to get them back into the Premier League, the same way he did with us, not to keep them in there. Because there the was already done and dusted, as far as I was concerned, by the time he was taken on.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, hundred percent. Dino's in there for to to rebuild with, with with this team. And fairness, he's done a great job. I, I had like I know they're twenty in the league at the moment, but based on um on on form since he's came in, they're actually seventeenth, I think it is in the league. You know, so um if he had started the season with them, extrapolated out, he may have uh, kept them uh, above water you know, but the damage was done by the time he came come in. And, 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 right and right
0: let's, right. let's face it, the, 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 the squad wasn't good enough to keep them up. It, it, it probably was a, 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 an 18th or 19th if, if, if he'd have come in from the start. It, it might still be 18th or 19th, we don't know. But uh I, I just I just can't see any way he's going to get off that bottom.
1: Yeah, I don't think so too. Um I think so too, uh, guys. I'm I i will be honest with you. I'm thrown by um <laughs> by the amount of deleting of <laughs> of comments <laughs> and the amount of blocking of people that I have of uh, scurrilous uh, attempts to sully our great uh, our great podcast chat with um with uh potentially illegal material and um, so i'm, I'm completely drawn by it and you are right someone put up there there's a glimmer in my eye when when the bots came in yeah and that glimmer was how how fast can i keep on clicking bot, block user because it was just piling up here on my screen um but that was a bit of crack anyway if nothing else uh yeah real disjointed podcast i do apologize but um we will be back again actually we're going to be back with at least one more if not two more podcasts before the weekend even um so we will be doing another one of our we will be releasing another one of our transfer series um uh vlogs and and podcasts again and that would be on Guido Rodriguez uh, somebody that we haven't been linked to but somebody I think is an absolute you know I I would love him here and I think the fans would absolutely adore him if he came to Aston Villa just for some of the things that he does um 28 year old Argentinian so if you are interested in just getting to know a small bit more about players that may never shoot, suit up for Aston Villa um, you know, I would appreciate if you could give that a look. And we will be back with our 10-minute um, press conference pickups as well um, from the airport on Friday. Myself and Patty will be back on that one. We may not have the fancy regalia that we have here. Uh, in stream, StreamYard, yeah, but we will pop something up uh, on, on most likely on the audio podcast. That one will be But I will let you guys know on YouTube through the YouTube um, community feature anyway if it won't be on YouTube just based on uploading onto, onto um, the platform and stuff like that and Wi-Fi speeds. So if it is an audio podcast, I would really appreciate it if you could go and subscribe to our audio podcast, which is basically the same thing except just an audio version. Um, and we would really appreciate that too. Um. Good stuff. Uh, Paddy, thanks a million for popping on, Uh, as always. uh, I'm really looking forward to this game because, as I say, it's been... I actually can't remember the last time I was in Villa Park, would you believe? Sorry, I can't remember the last time I was in Villa Park when they were in the Premiership. Premier League. Jesus, Premiership. What's going on? I'm really tired. Um, In the Premier League. Uh, I can't remember the last time I was in Villa Park when they were in the Premier League. So, I think it might have been 2015 when they won 4-0 against Sunderland. So... If the omens are correct, because I was at that game. If the omens are correct, and that was the last time I was there, I'm expecting nothing less. My expectations have been set by that four-nil win against Sunderland, so uh, <laughs> I I bring goals. That's all I'm saying. I bring goals to the games. What can I say? Yeah. Well,
0: Neil, I'm looking forward to seeing you on Friday because yeah. uh, we've, ne- we've never uh, we've never we've never travelled to a game together. So this is a bit no. of a momentous weekend. So it'll it'll be fun to to go and and. Uh, if, if you if you do come across us, do stop us and say hi and have the crack. Uh, I met a good few people last weekend. You're more than welcome to say hello. So uh, it was it was good fun and a good laugh. So don't don't feel you're putting us out. Come and say hello because you're, you you guys who contribute to the podcast are just as important as we are. So you keep us rocking and rolling here. So more important if, because without without, funny, people,
1: yeah. contrib- without people, people contributing to the podcast, we're just two fellas screaming at a wall. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely absolutely and
0: yeah. uh looking forward to those air- airport points on Friday and we we, we can relax absolutely. for the weekend and
1: enjoy the game absolutely guys i've i've been kind of reluctant to say it as well because uh i just don't know what's going to happen but you might have noticed I'm wearing a t-shirt here with delivery and the the logo of the podcast and uh we made some of that kind of stuff available um for you guys if you if you are interested in it but keep an eye out for that it might be coming over the next few weeks maybe into the off season we'll see how it goes um and we might have uh, some small bit of merchandise up there if that is if that's something that tickles your fancy Um, Let us know because uh, we will try and and cater towards that if you guys uh, would like it as well. But until then, we're going to enjoy ourselves the weekend. Uh, I do apologize for any drunken tweets in advance. Um, I don't mean any of them unless they're funny or unless they get lots of likes or unless they have famous people in them. Then I do mean those ones. But any of the rest of them, I don't mean them if they're offensive. Um, But until we see you guys again on Friday, I suppose, from the airport, have a great evening. Thanks so much. You've put down a great forty-one minutes with this, this, with this disjointed podcast, and uh, you all deserve a place in—you uh, all deserve a place in heaven, or wherever you think that we go afterwards. So, have a fantastic evening. We'll see you again later. And all that's left to say is up the villa. Up the villa.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.